everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I am here with Reverend Sharon McCarter, also my wife. Say hi, Sharon. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us, Sharon, on the podcast, our most frequent and my personal favorite guest on the program. That, that's that's sweet. <laughs> it's the first time we've ever called it the program. <laughs> I don't ever want to call it that ever again. Okay, well, you get a like pass. That. Well, um, thanks for joining us, folks. We've got sort of like a uh, kind of a grab bag of uh, a whole bunch of things. We just kind of want to, we, we said we would use this uh, podcast to, um, these conversations podcast to sort of fill in the gaps of some of the things we don't have time to talk about on Sundays and um, just give you more information for things as they come along. So we are going to talk about youth and kids camp coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about this order of service thing we keep messing around with to let you guys know what's going on with that. Got a new song to talk about and then uh, a fun little thing here. I'm, I'm going to give you a summer reading list and yes. see, see uh, if I can't uh, convince some people to read a book or two. So, Sharon, you're up first. Yeah. Tell us about youth camp and about kids camp. Yeah, we're super excited. Every summer, kids camp and youth camp are just huge things that our church does. Um, youth camp, this summer we go to Eagle Rock, and this is our third year in a row to go to Eagle Rock and to have our very own youth camp, like just our church. And we are up to, I think, 86 students are registered right now. 86 That's students. almost seems like too many. It is too many. We do have a couple that are now going on air mattresses because we have maxed out the <laughs> it camp. It is too many. <laughs> uh, and here's the deal. This is, I mean, this is encouraging and also sad, but we had to disinvite the incoming uh, sixth graders because we really knew we were maxing it out. And so um, we, we'll miss you guys. So to recap, that's 86 kids, yeah. not counting the incoming that's correct. sixth graders. That not counting correct. any, that's not with Springbrook either. No, That's, that's no. just from our, yeah, our venue. It is. And Springbrook is going to Camp Vineyard this summer, which is great. That is awesome the Vineyard camp. Southeast totally an awesome camp, um, that we were kind of taking over as well <laughs> with our 86 kids. So, uh, anyways, yep. we're, we're really, really excited. We, um, we're going to go through the book of Daniel, um, and study that the theme is ID me. Uh, we're going to be studying, mm. um, know who, you know, know who you are, know who you worship, know who you trust and know who you influence. And I just think it's going to be a really powerful camp. And we literally just hope and hope and hope that you will pray for us and pray for these students. Um, we are going to have like all the kids and leaders names available on the Sunday before camp. So everyone can grab a card and be praying for everybody all week long. Yeah. I hope you guys remember doing that last year. It was, it was cool. Like I grabbed a couple of names and it honestly, I was like, Hey, I really hope I don't forget. And then it ended up um, being a part of my rhythm for like weeks, even weeks after. Oh, that's cool. Um, where I was just praying for those people. It was very cool. So you will yeah. get names of people who will be at the camp that's that you right. can pick up on your way out. And we're asking you to pray for those kids or volunteers, leaders, etc. Yeah, cool. it's it's yep. powerful. Like it is absolutely powerful because getting these kids away for a week, away from their cell phones and their lives, and it it, it does make a huge difference. So we're excited. Want all the prayer. Um, also, kids camp is coming up. Um, and so that is like two weeks after youth camp. So youth camp is mid-June. Kids camp is June 26 to 28. It's just a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and that is for kindergarten through fifth grade. And so uh, we would love you to sign up your kids for camp. And also you can sign up to volunteer 
for kids camp as well. Um, anyone sixth grade and up can volunteer, but if you are in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, you have to volunteer with a parent. So that's kind of how we do that. There, we do have childcare available. Um, for kids under five, if you want to volunteer. So that's another like three really powerful days in the life of our church and the life of our kids. Uh, I love that our church um, takes kids and youth ministry so seriously. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think God loves it too. Yeah, it's and really he's really blessing deal. it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's a scoop on that. And you'll be hearing lots and stuff about kids camp. I mean, youth camp, you, parents have already heard about this a lot. Kids camp, you're going to hear about it a lot more moving forward, so that they can yeah, that's right. Get all registered and signed up and stuff. Yeah. So just stay tuned on that on those details. Yeah, and kids camp has like the same theme as youth camp, and so they'll yeah. also be studying Daniel. It's also the theme is ID me, and mm-hmm. so you'll be seeing all all of us have you know we will be wearing T-shirts with pictures of thumbprints on them, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just the theme for the summer. It'll be really cool. Cool. Um, all right, so let's uh, shift gears here. <laughs> Let's talk about the order of service at the old Maryville Vineyard Church. So yes. what we said was at the beginning of the Empowered series, which was several weeks ago when we started and mm-hmm. still going. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a few weeks and try some different things. We said experimenting. Yeah. Um, to see if we could accomplish some specific goals by moving things around in our order of service. That's right. And I know you've said that. Mm-hmm. I know you've said things like we're experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think people get very nervous. Like I don't, I don't like this one or Mm -hmm. I do like this one or whatever. And it's like, no, it's okay. We're just experimenting. It's kind of a safe time to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, for people who like, don't like change, you probably don't like our church very much the last few weeks because we've been doing (laughs) something different and sort of monkeying around. We're just, just so you know, we're weighing the pros and cons and, and there's, there's a couple things in particular that we, we were trying to accomplish and are trying to accomplish um, with some of the moves with the order of service based on just feedback we got from lots of folks in the church as we try to figure out the best way to do things. Well, and based on like what we're spiritually feeling the Lord is doing and the Lord is bringing us into as a church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And those things have synced up pretty well, actually. So it has felt confirming in that way. Yeah. But one of the things we wanted to accomplish was some more focused response time, kind of post-sermon, what we call Selah, could we, we heard a lot of folks saying, hey, can we, can we extend that? Like, um, is there a way we can have more time to respond and maybe wrestle with how to make uh, the message as personal as we possibly can? And then some more time to just seek the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And so um, that was one of the key ideas. And that's always been tricky in general because we have three services. Yeah. So we can't, we're, we're not a church that can linger all day or linger all afternoon. It's like the next service is coming. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like in this perfect order of service to sort of facilitate. Which, is there such thing as a perfect order of service? I know, I, I don't think there is. No, there is not. No. <laughs> One of the things when you're trying to put together an order of service is just that you're, you're, you're just weighing pros and cons and there's always a tension and you're you're just choosing which concession to make yeah. because when you don't have unlimited time and you have lots of values and things you really care about and want to do like don't get me wrong i want to do worship like through music for one hour every Sunday. It's what I want to do. I also want to preach for an hour. Oh, we, um, we know. I want to baptize all day long. Yeah. I want like... <laughs> so it, doing more of one thing means doing less of all the other things or of some other thing. And so that's really... That's what makes it really difficult. Yeah. Um, so more response time around Selah. And the other thing is we're, we're really wanting to make sure we communicate that communion 
we really see is kind of the pinnacle of what we do when we get together. Like that's the most important thing. The moment that we look to the cross and we're, we remember and we're grateful for what Christ has done. That really does feel like, like the central act as, a, as the gathered community. It feels like the most important thing. And so my MO for that has been, well, let's do it at the end and everything will sort of build up to that. And um, I've heard uh, quite a few people say, yes, that makes perfect sense. That's great. But then, um, and people have been very careful saying this, but it's kind of like when we do it last, um, maybe our focus isn't as strong as it was when we got started. Maybe we're starting to get a little bit weary, maybe. Um, and then it, then it almost feels like leftover. And that has the opposite intent. So we're kind of wrestling, wrestling with that. Like what's the best place uh, to put this and, and how to do it. So anyway, we're still experimenting and we're not announcing the new order of service because we don't yet know the new order of service. And just heads up, we're going to do something different this coming week. We're going to, here's the quick rundown if you want to know. We're going to do <laughs> an announcement video. We're going to open with the announcement video. Take a second to greet one another. We're going to sing a few songs. Um, then we're going to take communion and we're, we're positioning that as essentially the pinnacle of our, of our time of worship. Uh, through music before we move toward teaching as sort of the second chunk of what we're doing together um, and see if perhaps um, the worship helps really focus us and prepare us for communion. So that's the idea with that. Then uh, the sermon and then hopefully some extended Selah and response time. And then we'll end as we um, as we have for at least a very long time, we'll end with our prayer to dismiss. One of the things about our prayer um, at the end that I just want to just point out is hopefully we've got people um, receiving prayer, seeking the Lord. Um, and I don't want anyone to think, hey, because we stand together and say our prayer, that means you have to stop what you're doing and go home. Um, but hopefully that can um, be just a continuation as people, if they're still seeking the Spirit, they can continue to seek the Spirit. Um, so that's that's kind of what we have in mind for that. Sharon, you got anything you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a really big deal. I, I think it's really powerful to worship after the sermon um, because it, it has a different meaning and a different feel once you already have heard the word. Um, and then, you know, that song goes right along with it and all that kind of stuff. Do I think we need to do the whole worship service after a sermon? No, that feels backwards to everybody. It's hard. Um, so again, we're just, you know, managing that tension. And um, honestly, we just want to facilitate the Holy Spirit to just do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. You know, we want to create space when we don't have a lot of space, to be honest. Um, we want to create space for people to worship, for people to respond, uh, for people to have a holy moment and meet with the Lord. And and so, yeah, we talk a lot about, oh, we don't want to sit and stand and sit and stand. We don't want to be choppy. Right. We All the things. Um, and our prayer at the end has been really powerful and really meaningful, but we don't want that mean that to mean to anyone like, okay, it's time to go home. Like, no, we're going to pray and that's a dismissal, but continue to seek the Lord, continue to pray for other people. Um, and so anyways, we're, we're just inviting you as a church to seek the Lord, to not just come and go, yeah. to really uh, press in, to go to church, to come to church, to meet with God. Mm -hmm. um, that's really our goal. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yeah, we just want to get out of the way, and we're trying to make a service that makes room for that. But mm -hmm. that's our goal and our prayer is for everyone to meet uh, the living God. Yeah, and then part of what you said there reminded me of something I didn't actually include in the list, which is that 
um, in that Selah and response time, we're actually going to have some music and some worship. Yeah. So we'll have worship kind of before and after. Yeah. And uh, at least this week, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> see what we do next week. If this is driving you nuts, we love you and we're sorry, but we're uh, we're we're trying to get to the best possible outcome. So. Well, and it's a patience. good. I mean, we're, we've never been that church that has all the sacred cows. And right. so, you know, sacred cows make great hamburgers. Exactly. Like so it's like, well, we've liked, <laughs> excuse me, we've liked how things have been, but it doesn't mean they have to always stay that way. Um, and I, that's a value of our church. You yeah. know, we want to be flexible. We, we don't want to change for change sake, right. but we do always want to be open handed to what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. You didn't know if you heard Sharon cough just then. Sharon, um, tell us about your uh, tell us about your cold because it, you've gone through. See what I like to do is when I get a cold, it moves down into my chest, and then I <laughs> then I name it because it's forever. Yeah, and that's never happened to you. No, until I know I don't know what's happening, and I haven't named it, but maybe that's next because it is. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's your little friend that keeps us both awake. <laughs> okay, um, next thing. Uh, we are introducing a new song on this coming Sunday, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Here's how we get n- new songs. Uh, people, mostly David is working through all the songs <laughs> that he can get his hands on, which is more than he's and has time to listen to. There's lots of music out there. Um, and people in the church are saying, I love this song, that song. And then um, once David sort of gets it narrowed down a little bit, he will come and talk to me and say... What do you think about this song, that song? Uh, We did it differently this time. Um, I actually brought this song to David, which I don't think I've ever done that with David before. And you don't usually claim it if you have. Like, you're like, okay, guys. Oh, yeah. This one's my idea. Yeah, I guess guess I'm in trouble if if this one doesn't work. (laughs) But I I think it's going to be great. Um, But there's an interesting story behind it, though, because... I, I've been thinking about something David says a lot when he leads worship. Um, he's, he'll say, Lord, we say yes, or we say yes, Lord. Like various versions of that, like several times a Sunday. And I found myself a couple of weeks ago thinking, man, I hope nobody in our church thinks that's just filler or that's just something David's saying to transition into the next thing. Um, I know David says that really intentionally. And I, I was thinking about what an incredibly loaded statement that is to mm-hmm. just say yes, that's right, Lord, to say. And what that means is that there are no qualifiers mm-hmm. in yes, Lord. There's no yes as long as it looks like this, sounds like this, feels like this. As long as I don't do this or that, like it's just this wide open. Mm-hmm. It's all fair game. Whatever you want, Lord, not what I want, Lord. We just say yes. And that's a really loaded statement. Yeah. And not just on a Sunday, but it sets us up to have that posture and that prayer all Mm -hmm. week long. Yeah. Yeah. So David and I were actually talking about that over lunch. And there's a vineyard song that that says that that refrain. And I I Googled it to try to to find it. And another song popped up. This one uh, is called We Say Yes um, (laughs) by Seacoast. Uh, worship. Maybe you're familiar with that. Brandon Lake is the author. Maybe you know that name. Usually we tell you, uh, go look this song up and check it out, but it actually hasn't been released anywhere yet. So we don't have a way to tell you to go find it uh, other than to come to church on Sunday. <laughs> and um, it's, all, it's so it's called We Say Yes. 
and you can find it on YouTube. I guess is the best. I the know, best right? Place to find you can it. find it on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah, if it's not on YouTube, you don't you don't need <laughs> it. And a lot of things that you don't need also are on YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> um, really excited about this one. It gives us it, it just holds space for us to seek the Holy Spirit, to seek the kingdom coming, and then to really dig into this idea, which we've been talking about a lot during the Empowered series, which is. Um, basically not my will, not my agenda, not my thing, Lord, whatever you want, however that looks, however that feels, whatever you have with the coming of your kingdom, we just want your kingdom to come and, and we say yes. Yeah. Another main line is have your way, have your way. And that is something that I find myself praying all the time (laughs) at church, um, in my prayer journal all the time, have your way. And it's the same thing. It's not your will, it's not my will, but yours be done, Lord. And um, just have your way in me, have your way in our family, in this camp, in our life, and just have your way. Uh-huh. Um, and again, it's it's it, that will change the way you live. That will change yeah. the way you live. The Lord have your way, not my way, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. And I tend to really want the Lord to have his way to the extent that it lines up with my way. And um, <laughs> the, I love the intentional language that goes, that, that's the wrong way to think of it. That's really just hoping that God's will aligns with mine. And in that sense, I want God's will, but whatever the Lord has. And the fact is, whatever the Lord has for us is good. It's better than what, um, better than what we had in mind. It's better than what we had hoped for. The best possible outcome yeah. is for the Lord's will to be done, whether it aligns with ours or not. Because um, yeah. in the end, if our hearts are aligned with his, then we just, we just want what he wants. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of, of how we're, I think we're growing communally in worship to, to just be open to whatever the Lord has for us as we worship and as the kingdom comes and as the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit comes. So heads up, that song comes, uh, this Sunday and, uh, it's, we say yes from Seacoast Music. Brandon Lake wrote it along with a couple of other folks. So if you want to find it again, you can only find it on YouTube, but it's really good. But it is really cool to be able to listen to that all week long and then come into church and sing it. So I really encourage you guys to do that. And the words are listed on YouTube. So it's like, you know, it's like you can have a worship service anywhere you are. So yeah, that's right. All right. So uh, one more thing here we're going to go through. Um, I put together a summer reading list for our church, and we'll we'll push this out a couple of ways so that you can look at it. But we, this is sort of our first sort of sneak peek of it um, for the podcast here, and it gives us a little space to talk about each of the books for a minute. And um, you know, often what we'll do uh, two, three, four times a year is we'll we'll really sort of force feed a book and put it in the entryway, and I'll beg you guys to to get it and to read it and all that stuff, and you guys do. Um, we decided not to do that this summer. We'll do that again this fall. I've got an, a book that's not on this list that I'm really <laughs> excited about. Um, but we said for the summer, you know, people are, um, some people have lots of time to read more in the summer than other times, and then some not at all. So mm-hmm. we just decided not to do the normal thing and put together a little list. And I, I decided I had to have some measure of constraint uh, to <laughs> keep from just listing 100 books <laughs> that I would like everybody to read because then it wouldn't mean much. So I put it in four categories, Uh, walk with Jesus, love your neighbor. So that's our vision statement, of course. Um, And then another category, um, empowered. So this would be uh, a continuation 
of the themes that we've been talking about during our Empowered series. So a book that would sort of build on that or add on to that. And then a fourth category I just put for the nerds here because, um, yeah, there's there's plenty plenty of Bible nerds in our church who uh, love to, to grab the more intense, theologically challenging stuff. So that's like less of a beach read. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not so beachy. For the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but for a true nerd, they'll 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 read these on the on the beach for sure. Okay. Um, and then I, I just thought, how hey, I'll jot down a few for each. And then the really hard part was limiting it to one mm-hmm. <laughs> for each. But that's what we did. Limited it to one for each. The first category is Walk with Jesus. And for that one, I picked a book called Soul Keeping uh, by John Ortberg. And um, some really important themes are addressed in this mainly. Like the reason why I... I found this book is because I was reading a lot of Dallas Willard and, and Willard has a lot of language about the soul and I was I was having a hard time getting my head around it and trying to find a, a more succinct idea of the around the question like what, okay but really what is a soul and hmm. and what does it mean for us to to care for our souls to care for one another's souls for us to um, you know what's what, what's happening in the Psalms when it says, "Oh my soul, rejoice." What does what's David doing when he talks to his soul? Because <laughs> and it was at that time when I realized I don't ever talk to my soul <laughs> like the psalmists do. So what am I missing here? So it kind of got me uh, looking. And what's wonderful here with this book uh, again, John or- Ortberg wrote it. It's called Soul Keeping, Caring for the Most Important Part of You. And uh, what Ortberg does is he takes a lot of Dallas Willard's ideas, um, which can be pretty difficult. Willard is a a, a professor and uh, was and a Christian philosopher, and the way he writes is sort of tough for some people to get hold of. It's tough for me to get hold of at times. Um, and so he just makes those ideas a lot more accessible. <laughs> Ortberg and Willard were close, and um, and Willard really helped him. With, put these ideas together and then he took them and made them a little easier to get hold of, which a number of books we've, we've read lately, lately, even as a church are are really the same thing the John Mark Comer books. uh, We've talked about a number of them in the last year or so. Um, Really those books are taking Dallas Willard's ideas and make them a little bit easier to get hold of. That's what this book does. What is a soul? How do we think about our soul? Um, How do we care for our soul? How do we care for the souls of others? Things like that. Um, and it helps you, you know, get your head around the idea of walking with Jesus. So that's John Ortberg. The so good. second book, and this is for um, Love Your Neighbor, is a book I've actually shared with the church a good bit about in the past. It's called A Gentle Answer by a pastor in the Nashville area. His name is Scott Sauls. And um, I actually did a series three-ish years ago mm-hmm. called A Gentle Answer. It was really good. I'm sure it's still on our website, right? Yep. It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Um, if you go to vineyardchurch.us, click on Maryville and Sermons, and you can, you'll find it there. I might have to scroll a little bit. I think it was about three years ago. Um, but it was a really helpful series. It, it that you know, things as we know, <laughs> people are pretty grumpy and, um, uh, kindness is a little harder to come by these days. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Saul's just does a really good job, a great job, uh, walking through biblically how the response of strength, the response of power is the response of gentleness and kindness. 
And um, one of these, it really builds out this idea that I, I say all the time, which is that kindness is torque. Mm-hmm. Kindness moves things that don't want to be moved. Things, when things are stuck, they get unstuck by way of kindness. And yeah. um, <clears throat> so, and this is based on um, the proverb, a gentle answer turns away wrath. And um, it's, it's, it's a remarkably powerful book. So as you're thinking about loving your neighbor, uh, a book like that is really helpful. Sharon, as, as we know, things are starting to gear up for another election cycle. And we are going to talk about the election so much. Really? Yeah. And we're going to talk about politics, none. But we're going to talk about <laughs> the election. So what are, what are we going to talk about? We're saying, how do we as Americans live through an election cycle and be governed by the principles of love and kindness and gentleness and, and give the gentle answer and... Um, what a beautiful exception we'd be to all the chaos around this. Yeah. If, if we're the ones who are giving gentle answers while the rhetoric gets cranked up. Yeah. Not allowing that more. whole thing to make enemies out of our brothers and sisters. And, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, for people who are your enemy, loving your enemy. Well, mm-hmm. what does that look like? And yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of excited. I feel like our church is really poised to do well this next election. I think so too. I have, I have like a lot, I can't believe I'm saying this because I dread election cycles. Right. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Because really? I, well, that, that's taking it a little too far. <laughs> I just think I think there's going to be so many wonderful exceptions to the rule in the yeah. life of our church that it's going to be really healing and powerful. Yeah, I can see that. So, a gentle answer by Scott Sauls. The next category is empowered, and um, I wanted to recommend a book that just came to us recently in the mail because it was written by a friend of ours, Sharon Dan Wilt. Uh, Love Dan Wilt. Yes, and the book is called Receive the Holy Spirit, and this would be a great sort of next step as you are um, looking to take the ideas that we've talked about in the Empowered series and we'll talk about moving forward because we've got a couple weeks left um, and then work to build patterns into our lives. So this is actually a daily devotional, 70 days, goes through the scriptures, talks about the Holy Spirit through um, distinctly vineyard lenses Mm -hmm. and theological categories and... um, and this idea of the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit becoming accessible to us. I so don't want that to just be a Sunday morning thing, but something that's happening throughout the week. Um, and that's why I'm excited about a 70-day journey that, that we, yeah. can, we can take 10 weeks as a church, as individuals, um, and, and every day spend time saying, yes, Lord, <laughs> that's the song <laughs> earlier. Uh, we want what you want, whatever mm-hmm. you have for us through the Spirit. Um, yeah. We sign on for it. That would be a perfect summer thing to do. I mean, just to keep this front of mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know we're always looking for what to do daily, what to do with our kids um, mm-hmm. daily and that kind of thing. So that could be really powerful. Um, yeah, he just sent it to us. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to check it out. And the summer is around here anyway. Summer break, I think, is right at 10 weeks yeah. or 70 days. Exactly. So if you're looking for something to do with your kids, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, that's a really good idea. I hadn't thought about that till you said it, but I just <laughs> wanted to reiterate it. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Um, and then just real quickly, the author, Dan Wilt, is, he, he is a friend of ours. That's not why I'm recommending the book. He is a brilliant and kind man. And um, I've, we've had a, a couple of moments with Dan because we've, we've served in different areas in the vineyard alongside of Dan. He's, I don't remember this, but he had some prophetic words for me that mm-hmm. really marked my life. And then um, 
Sharon, I, I, I know you remember this. I think we were... He was coming in to lead worship. That's another thing that Dan does is he's a worship leader. He was coming in to lead worship for the executive team when we were on the national board a few years ago. This is probably five or six years ago. And um, Dan just sat down with us as he does really thoughtfully. How you doing? And um, our answer was some version of we're good, but man, things are rushed. We're, we're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And then he just said, like, I can't believe he said something this brilliant and insightful, <laughs> like, in the wild, you know, like it wasn't typed. He just said it. He said, are you in a hurry or is hurry in you? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, we just like sit, sat there and stared at him for a while. <laughs> and I said, Dan, I, I have no, I can't answer that question. I have to go think for a long time. And mm-hmm. we did. Oh, um, yeah. We talked about that for weeks. And, and that was a long time ago. So now I feel uh-huh. like people are saying that. Uh-huh. More and more often, there are books about it, and I'm just like, Dan, did you start this? I think, or did, you know, or did he read it? I don't know, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was the moment that it started worldwide. Yeah, I actually went and followed up with him. I was like, who were you? Who were you quoting? Right. Just, and he was like, I, I, you know, and he found the humble way to say I wasn't quoting anybody. I was just, yeah. I just said that. <laughs> well, I mean, Dan's just the most legit person, and he has more of the fruit of the spirit than mm. like anyone I've ever met. He has spiritual disciplines. He walks very, very closely with Jesus. Um, I'm leading a, you know, a pastor's retreat for the whole Southeast, uh, in November, and he's going to come and be one of the main speakers for that. I'm really excited. Um, cause he's just that for guy. Sure. He's a pastor's pastor. He's a mentor. Yeah, he's, he is. he's a, he's a true role model. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I'm excited I, whenever he puts something out, he has a few books out. Um, uh-huh. we like to read whatever yeah. he has. Yes, so we highly recommend that one. And one more here. This one's for the nerds. Although I will say, this isn't like, this isn't, you don't have to be a nerd by any means. This is really a pretty accessible book, but it's, it's kind of tough. But there's like, <laughs> there's like really tough books that I won't even approach, you know, and this is nothing like, like any of those. Um, this book is called Gospel Allegiance by Matthew Bates. Matthew, Matthew Bates is a New Testament scholar. He's, if you listen to the We Are Vineyard podcast, he's actually been interviewed on that podcast recently. Uh, Gospel Allegiance, Dr. Matthew Bates. And for the last couple of years, you guys have heard me use the word allegiance a whole lot more than ever before as we've been understanding um, salvation and life with Jesus um, and, and faith in particular, the word faith in particular, um, just at, not redefining that word, but adding some really important um, the word just has a, a wide lexical range. It means a whole lot more than just I believe a thing, to have faith in something. And, and you guys may remember from, from Easter, uh, just a few weeks ago on Easter Sunday, we talked about the idea that you can't have faith without expressing faithfulness. Hmm. Um, the, word, the word faith is the Greek word um, pistis, and the Latin word is fide, which is where we get the word fidelity. And we, we talked about... You know, you would never say, I would never say to you, Sharon, I, not if I expected to live, <laughs> I would never say, um, I have faith in you, but I'm not going to be faithful to you. And um, somehow the idea of faith has been redefined in our context and really watered down to just, to really just mean, yeah, I believe in that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And as we said on, on, on Easter Sunday, I, 
I believe in Jesus like I do or do not believe in ghosts, as, as opposed to what you hope somebody means when they say, I believe in you. <laughs> like I, I'm counting on you. I put my trust in you. I put my hope in you. Um, and so uh, gospel allegiance helps us understand the, the biblical concept of faith uh, in a much more rounded way. Um, to, to really the best word being allegiance. We pledge our allegiance to the King of glory. That, that's what it, it means so much more than I believe that there was a man named Jesus who mm-hmm. came and died on the cross and rose from the grave. And, and of course, that's, those are fundamental faith statements. Right. But to put your faith in him right. is, to, uh, is to pledge your faithfulness to him and your allegiance <laughs> to him. And so... Um, the whole I am yours and you are mine... You know, it's, it's, I loved all your analogies about marriage and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing when you talked about it. I mean, you went a little far with, with the porch illustration of, that you made up. If anyone remembers that, that was I had a lot of fun with that one. That was fun. I think people, there was a lot of weird tension in the room. Like, how, where I is he I going? The well, I, in the room. And I also um, was feeling the tension because I didn't know where he was going as well. Because <laughs> you were in the made up story. I was like, what, when did <laughs> yeah. this I mean, we have porch time and we have our moments, but I did not and, remember that one. And, you do really like it when I wear my my bright blue hoodie. I do. Yeah, I do. I do so like your blue That part of the eyes. story was true. So yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little mixture. <laughs> Anyways, no, but I thought it was just a beautiful, um, like following Jesus as being His and His alone. Like I'm committed. No. I'm off the market. Mm-hmm. I'm yours. I'm faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was it. Was beautiful, and uh, I think we're going to be talking about that more and more. Oh yeah. Um, even the study I'm doing, you know, in, uh, in Daniel right now, and at youth group this summer, it just comes up a lot. This mm-hmm. idea of allegiance is is really powerful. Yeah. So gospel allegiance. That one's for the nerds. Um, uh, Dr. Matthew Bates. Now I just decided to do one fun little thing here, Sharon, because you never know. Who, who who listens all the way to the end of the podcast? I don't know, especially I, when it's about a reading list. I don't know, right? Who's like, oh, a reading list? Nope, moving on. <laughs> so if you stuck around to the end, I would. I think that's awesome. And so here's here's what I've decided to do. I have one copy of each of these books, and if you come to me on Sunday, if you're the first person to ask for a book by name, so you can't just say, "Give me one of the books," but if you say. <laughs> I want receive the Holy Spirit. I want soul keeping. Um, or while we're here, I want gospel allegiance or I want a gentle answer. You let me know if you're the first one on Sunday to say, I want that book. I'm going to have one copy of each and I'll just give it to you right there on the spot. And if that means you have to come to the 830 service, then so be it. <laughs> we'll see how much you want it. <laughs> we understand that there is not a fairness. But you can go. You can go to any service you want. That's, you, you want a book? You come at eight thirty. That's right. That's great. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he may be a flaw in the plan, but whatever. Maybe no one will even get to the end of the park. This, we could just be talking to each other right now. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to be asking someone at eleven thirty. Can you ask Aaron about that book? Because <laughs> he's going to be really upset he's if gonna, no gonna one be... asks him for this book. <laughs> okay, guys, that's that's it, right? Is that that is it. Got? We love you guys. Right. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll see you next week.